Today on All Things Con Amor, we talk health journeys and New York City with Ella Meredith. Ella is a fire protection engineer, vegan recipe and restaurant blogger, and wonderful friend. Her energy and story are inspiring, and I cannot wait to share how she moved to the city and transitioned her lifestyle with you all. When I started my food Instagram, I wasn't plant-based, I wasn't vegan, I wasn't even eating healthy whatsoever. New York is New York. There's truly nothing like it but I, I just like still can't believe how it, it even happened and I kind of was just like thrown for a loop I was like I was sobbing I was like a mess for like four hours it got to this point where I was like I can move anywhere I want now I can do I can do whatever I want all things con amor is the pursuit of holistic health wellness, happiness, love, the things that really set our soul on fire. Enjoy the ride. I'm so excited. Yeah. This is, like, I've been literally talking about this all day. Really? Like, to my roommate and, like, because um, it was on my story and, like, my friends were texting Aww. me. I know. I'm so excited. I've obviously never been on a podcast before, so. Well, I'm so excited to have you. Yeah. Um, for the people that don't know, Ella is one of the best humans I know. I know. We oh actually connected because I moved to New York. Um, like, we knew of each other, and then we got dinner one night when I, like, first moved to the city, and we talked for, like, three hours, right? Yeah, time, it felt like, like we were literally flew by. Um, I think we got there at like five or five thirty, and then we were there till they were I, gonna close. Yeah, I think I looked at the clock when it was like six, and then the next time I looked at the clock was at nine. Yeah, I was like, w literally, where did the time go? Um, Insane. It, it was like the like I've never had that experience. Before, really? Like with anyone? I feel like I always kind of. You know, people always say, like, time flies. That was literally the first time I've ever experienced, like, time actually flying. And I was like, I don't know, it was just a crazy thing. And it was, like, our first time actually hanging out, so. Yeah, that makes my just, heart really yeah. happy. There's a term for it in yoga. It's called samadhi. It's um, the notion of time being non-existent when you're super present. So oh, when yeah. I teach yoga, I blink and the class yeah, is over because I'm so sense. present that I don't feel time in its yeah. linear constructs. So I think that's yeah. so cool that we were both so present that I we know. did not. Um, I, th I feel like that's what everyone should, like, aspire to be. Yeah. Um, Getting because, out of their heads yeah. in the future and the past. And, just, and like we weren't on our phones we weren't like I wasn't even checking like my Apple watch or anything like that so it's just it was like a really really good experience and I I think I'll honestly always remember that just to give you guys insight we were talking just about our health and wellness journeys because Ella really inspires me in that sector and obviously you to me as well I mean I oh. I, I can't even begin to explain but my yeah heart. I feel like <laughs> we're just like we're just like I love you so much, but... Um. Well, I hope it warms up everyone that's listening to this because I really like it when I feel like I'm sitting in the room with the people speaking on a podcast. Yeah. So we're all just hanging out, talking in our living room. So to really get into it, Ella, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? And a big reason I was excited to have you on the podcast was to explain how you ended up in New York. Yeah, so I'm actually originally from upstate New York, um, and then I went um, a 
little bit south for college. Um, we actually went to the same school, mm-hmm. class of 2019, University of Maryland. And then after college, I lived in right outside of D.C. and I had a job in D.C. Um, for a year. And then after that year, we obviously will get much more into this. I ended up switching jobs and moving to New York. And I've been here for like seven months now. And it's literally been like the best seven months of my life. And even through lockdown, like I've been here during the worst, or I guess the second worst um, parts of COVID, the the real winter. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's been amazing. New York is incredible, and yeah, I'm living my best life, and that's that's pretty much a good summary. Um, yeah. I think we'll get in a lot more deep into um, a lot of that, but I feel like that kind of sums it up. Yeah, we're gonna full circle back into Ella's journey into pursuing like her love of the city and wanting to move here, because I think something I really want to highlight in this podcast when we're not talking about health and wellness is going after the things you really want and the things you daydream about because life is so short. Why would you not be doing that? You know? Yeah. So how did you decide to start a food Insta? We'll start there. So um, this is actually, (laughs) this is actually so funny because when I started my food Instagram, I wasn't plant-based. I wasn't vegan. I wasn't even eating healthy whatsoever. I actually started it as a uh, way to document my food journey through my abroad semester. So um, I went abroad in the spring of 2018 and I've always had a passion for like cooking and sharing what I've made and finding new restaurants. I'm like the queen of Yelp. I love Yelp, always on the app. But yeah, I ended up just, I mean, all my friends followed along and they were like, this is great. I love like seeing what you're eating while abroad. And then when I got back, I kind of just kept the Instagram going and kind of just started documenting all of the food I was eating back in the US. And that was in 2018. And then it stayed that way for about a year. And then after I graduated in 2019, I started getting a lot more into like eating plant-based and eating more like healthy and more like on the way to veganism but I wasn't vegan at all at that point and then um, it slowly became I guess a true health and wellness food plant-based Instagram I kind of like do it all I kind of just post whatever I want kind of in that realm Um, but yeah it brings me a lot of joy and I I really love it I've met some really really good friends through it so it's it's just been incredible I mean like I feel like those kind of things you just have to just go for it I mean I thought people would like judge me for making a food Instagram I mean even if they did literally who cares like if it's not people that you would go to advice for then like their judgments and their opinions should not matter exactly and I'm sure that the people you go to for advice for like would absolutely support you in that yeah I mean everyone did and and I mean even my family um kind of loves it like whenever I'm home they're like oh is this going on eats with Ella and I'm like I'm like yeah sure you're like (laughs) almost at a thousand followers now aren't you yeah um I have like kind of dipped back and forth right around a thousand but I got really kind of serious about it during quarantine like the OG first quarantine yeah when we didn't know what was happening and it kind of was like it was a 
almost like an escape for me to kind of take my mind off. I mean, it was all work from home, everything like that. And it was the one of the only ways I could actually take my mind off of work because there was, you know, we were all, your workspace was your home space. Yeah, so there was no separation I at first. I just cooked so many new recipes. I was just posting a lot. Um, and that's when I definitely grew my following but I mean it's so so much more than than a number I I truly don't really care about how many followers I have because the followers that I do have I'm just like so happy like it's a wonderful community yeah yeah and like I've yeah I've met so many people through it and well I was just saying that because I think a thousand is a really impressive number for someone that like starts a page from zero and it's like solely about your passion I think a lot of small businesses like have a few hundred and that's like hard for them to attain so I feel like that's a testament of the quality of the things you post and the fact that people really like it and interact with it and they gain a lot from it yeah, and I think it's it's also, you know, if you're more real and kind of showing all sides of you, people will, people enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally don't like when people I follow have kind of like this, like, fake, face. perfect life. It's perfect. Yeah. And I'm like, I know that's not real. So real, authentic, like, that's what kind of helps grow. Yeah. A true community mm-hmm. so and that's what I love about it so much Aww. what yeah. um really pushed you towards going into plant-based and veganism like how did that start and how did it evolve mm-hmm. um so when I graduated it was post like like a two-week bender of just like eating and drinking um kind of all of this you know, yeah, we had our senior bar crawl. <laughs> we all went to Ocean uh, yeah. City. Quote, unquote, unhealthy food, even though um, no food. I I don't think any food is truly unhealthy. It's all in, in moderation. But I was definitely not eating anything in moderation. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of just felt like, you know, really like groggy and just, it just bloated and I just did not feel good. And then that summer after graduation, I, you know, was getting more into like just buying more, you know, actually like actual whole foods. So mm-hmm. instead of buying all like the frozen meals, I was getting like potatoes and broccoli and you were making it yourself. Yeah, I was still eating meat at that point and I had done like I think I did Whole30 at one point that summer, which if that's your thing, go for it. But um, yeah, it was way too restrictive for me. So after that, I kind of, I started transitioning into not buying any animal products. So I would only buy um, like vegan items. So a lot of my meals consisted of like a whole grain or a brown rice pasta with just a bunch of veggies and like a coconut milk sauce. And Mm -hmm. I... I started cooking that like every day for mm-hmm. dinner because I had just started my job in DC. So it was like kind of meal prepping in a way. Mm-hmm. But when I went out to eat, I was still like kind of eating whatever. And then slowly it transitioned into, I kind of like stopped eating dairy out, but I was still eating seafood out. Like it was a very, very slow process. I think mm-hmm. the whole process was like four or five months long, which I mean, I think anyone can benefit from a more plant-focused diet. So if you need to do it slow or you kind of are feeling down because you feel like you have to cut everything out, like cutting out all of the cheese and all of the 
the meat and the chicken nuggets and, and all that, um, you definitely do not need to do that. And any like small steps along the way, like that's, you know, that's beneficial. That's so helpful. That yeah. helps, that helps your body. That helps the planet. Um, I mean, so, so many benefits, but, um, I think finally I was like finally vegan after like in November of okay. 2019. So it was, it was a long process. Okay. Um, but I just felt so much better. I didn't feel bloated. I didn't feel, I never felt like groggy or like the post lunch slump. I feel you don't like get is a that huge when you thing. eat plant based. Yeah. yeah. And I even like, I felt it. So mm-hmm. I was, if I ate at work, like, a like turkey sandwich, even though that's not inherently like unhealthy, it was just like, it didn't work with my body the way mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it didn't work optimally um, compared to if I ate like a sandwich with like cucumbers and hummus and a bunch of veggies. Like yeah. I just felt so much better and so much more energized. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always there's always room in everyone's diet for more vegetables yeah even if you don't aren't ready to cut out meat or cheese that's fine but just add in add in more veggies yeah 100% cannot hurt and I guarantee you'll feel better I think that's a really helpful way to look at it is that some people freak out when they feel restricted and they're like I can't have something and that makes them crave it even more and so a really good way to look at it is what am I adding instead of Mm -hmm. what am I taking out what can I not have instead of focusing on what you can't have focus on like the things you can have and the like snacks you can make and the things you can add Uh, and then it seemingly becomes a glass half full instead of half empty my take on like diets and things like that is that a big reason that there are so many variations of different diets is because our bodies are very personal and unique and the way we digest food is really based on the things we currently eat but also like where we came from so something i really want to do when i go into medicine is like practice personalized medicine and figuring out like what works optimally for different people um, my take also is that dairy is super inflammatory and like oh yeah a lot of like super processed like meats they're super inflammatory so the way i see it is that i'm plant-based solely because i don't I don't think it's like wrong to eat animals. I'm sorry if you're vegan and you think it's like really, really wrong to eat animals. Um, I think that that's very full circle of life, but I think it makes me really sad to think that I'm eating an animal that had a really, really horrible life and that was like super caged up and super poorly treated. Uh, And while I'm a medical student, like I can't afford to eat the super high grade meat. So I just prefer to not buy it because I feel like it's all energetic exchange, you know? Yeah. Like I don't want to put things energetically into my body that were super sad while they were here yeah yeah also I mean if you're eating things that are things that are dead like compared to things that are alive I feel like that's like super it's a big difference that's super um super vegan of me to say (laughs) (laughs) like I'm usually like all my friends will say like I'm never the person that's like oh my god, you guys are eating meat. Like, that's so horrible. Because, I mean, I always think that the more you push something on someone, the The less they want to do it. it. So I, you know, I eat my my meals around my friends, and, like, if they want to order the same thing as me, I'm like, that's awesome. Like, go off. But I'm never going to be like, you you need to eat the same way I do. Because I I just don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, like... 
I agree. so many benefits to just eating more plants. Yeah, it's good for your body. Like we, all the nutrients that you really need and that's why you end up more energized because a lot of us, when we crave things, it's because we're nutritionally depleted. So our yeah. cells are like craving these nutrients and it usually comes from a place of starvation so evolutionarily when you crave all of like the sweets and stuff it's because you're trying to get energy fast because your body thinks it's starving when in reality you need yeah. really really good nutritionally dense foods yeah and I another love, thing i love knowing the science behind everything yeah because i just know like the kind of end aspect of it but you actually know like, know, like how it how it yeah. happens which I think is just so interesting I feel like I have such like a science brain so it's so cool to me well I'll be having people who are specialized in that type of thing yeah. oh my God, come I'm on so in later episodes and they'll break it down in a better way than I can but yeah I've done my research because like a I need to know it for my physio classes mm-hmm. and b I think it's really important to when you hear something not just agree with it blindly and like to kind of take your own take on it because there was a lot of controversy. There was that documentary that came out on Netflix about being vegan and everyone... Oh, it, the, was it the Game Changers The Game Changers one. one. And that was super <laughs> controversial. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I probably watched that like 10 times. I was just so... I was like, okay. Because like, there's if, a lot of truth to that, but some yeah. of it is just like a little bit extreme. And the other thing that mm-hmm. people don't realize is that there are some like essential amino acids that if you're not supplementing when you're diet, yeah. you need to be getting them from... Yeah. Like I eat a lot of eggs for that reason and things like that. So that's why I'm yeah. much more plant-based than vegan. I, I mean, if you are vegan, I think you 100% need to be taking a B12. B12. I'm, act, I'm taking a multivitamin that has like B12, vitamin D, and like DHA, I think. Yeah. The other um, issue is that veganism, that would be like a great lifestyle if it was done the way our bodies were meant to do it back when like we made our own food and we hadn't wrecked the soil. So yeah. because the soil is wrecked, a lot of our yeah. like vegetables and fruits and things don't have the nutrients they're supposed to have uh, yeah. because they would get that from the soil and they're not. So that's a yeah. whole big thing. I think I've heard that even... Um, meats are supplemented with b12 so it's right. not actually even natural in meat even though everyone so you might as well supplement that. it yourself yeah, yeah. so it, you're getting the supplement somehow yeah. whether it's you taking it yourself or the animal i take it. a b12 i take a vitamin d because i'm not spending enough time outside with how much mm-hmm. i'm studying yeah um i, I take I, I was i was deficient in vitamin d a, a lot of people are deficient in vitamin yeah. d yeah dr bashar talked about that in her episode oh, that okay. almost everyone she sees lacks vitamin d she also said a lot of doctors lately have been saying that magnesium is super good for you because oh, it helps okay. um lower the acidity that builds up in your body between like oh. sugar super acidic and like other i listened oh. to the podcast episode because you posted yeah, it the, the skinny, skinny confidential skinny Confidential with I don't know what his Dr. name is. Dr. Daryl. Yeah. It the the title says something get off, about get acid. Off your get acid. off your acid. Yeah. Really good episode. So We're like good. plugging other podcasts. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I listened to that and it's all about just like, sh- I mean, everybody knows that sugar is not good for you. Right. But it kind of just does a huge deep dive into that, and right. I think that's like so interesting. And actually, one of the things going back to like the whole thirty diet it makes you cut out all sugar so see and I couldn't do that because I used to have a really bad relationship with food so as soon as I tell myself I can't have something yeah then I like break down later and have like five times as much of it so I really need to be someone that has things in moderation yeah I again you know every diet is kind of nothing's a one one size fits all Mm -hmm. um I really didn't like the whole 30 diet I did it more of 
as like a quick fix, which is really not what you should be doing at all. But I mean, you know, the past is the past. Yeah. Well, I think and the other thing is that it takes 21 days to build a habit. So if you're yeah. doing that for 30 days, then yeah. you were building those habits. And yeah. even if it was like a restrictive form, it led you to being used to eating in a better way. Yeah. So I see like it's an, a means to an end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, we're not, not saying not go on a crazy right. diet, but if you can mm -hmm. try to like keep a habit up for a specific number of days, it'll just become a part of your routine. Like lately yeah, I've been I've, doing, I've, trying to do at least days. a mile every day with yeah. my friend Jillian, who she is studying to become a registered dietitian. She's oh, super great. Okay. Yeah. I hope she like smiles when she hears this part of the episode. And <laughs> we basically decided to be accountability partners because I was like craving sugar, like mm -hmm. at the end of every meal. It was really, really bad. Like, I, I don't like feeling dependent on things or people. And so knowing that I was, like, going out of my way to buy things that were really unhealthy. Like, my one of my really good friends that I study with a lot, Nadine, she loves coffee. And so every time I'd go with her to get her Dunkin' coffee, then I was like, oh, I could get a donut. It's only a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. I love donuts. I love cookies. You know, and they, they're just sitting right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's so easy. But then it's like, you're not any more full afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just so processed. Like, I'm trying to really learn to make, like, my own fulfilling like sweet desserts oh, so yeah. like I've using honey some, like, and like, things like vegan that donuts with like oat flour I mean you can definitely oh you have to teach me I yeah I, I would do it a lot like in quarantine uh -huh. um but I there's some there's some good recipes I made a lot of vegan banana bread during quarantine oh my god that was my thing that was that was like you knew you were like, going crazy when you were on like your 10th I, loaf of banana bread yeah I made like more loaves of banana bread than I can even count but. my brother was getting mad at me he was like he literally was like I'm gonna get fat you keep making yeah. this and every time I made a loaf it wouldn't last more than 24 oh, yeah. hours no if you're listening to this and house. you want the recipe DM me and I will send it to you I will plug you that recipe um, it's super easy and it's super good, but banana bread is just the best ever. Oh, it is. So transitioning from how you got into health and wellness and how you kind of like changed your lifestyle and started focusing on incorporating it and moving back to pursuing like the things you love, because mm -hmm. we're talking about the things yeah. you love. Um, and I just really want them to hear the story of how you ended up in this wonderful city. In the in the best city in the world, if I may. Um, mm -hmm. So in the beginning, I kind of talked about um, how I got a new job and moved to New York. So basically, because of COVID, I was laid off from my job. I, I'm an engineer, so I do kind of like engineering consulting and... I, completely unexpected I get a call one day and I'm laid off and I was exactly a year in it was the company like I interned with like I truly loved everyone I worked with I loved the company I loved um like there were a bunch I had so many co-workers my age that a lot of them I'm still friends with I still keep in touch with in DC and I kind of was just like thrown for a loop I was like how could how could this happen to me like yeah I like mean, you never think it's gonna happen to you yeah um I was one of like two people laid off in my office like it was basically just like a whole thing I, I literally thought it was like fake I was like no way this is real like 
I'm dreaming. This is this is not happening. A to fever me. dream. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> when hopefully my my roommate will listen to this and she'll. I mean, she was literally there for me. Like when I got the call, and Aww. I was just like, I was sobbing. I was like a mess for like four hours, and then it got to this point where I was like, wait a second. I was like. I can move anywhere I want now. I can do I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And like this switch just kind of flipped in my brain. Um and I was like I, like I don't have to do anything today. Like this is great. And then I mean that day and that weekend cuz it was a Friday that um that happened, I was just like this is great. Like this happened so I can move to New York. I was actually considering <laughs> moving to LA for like a hot second. Oh. I I know. When it when it was winter here, I really really contemplated like why I hadn't pushed harder for a California med school, yeah. but it's New York. I mean, New York is New York is New York. There's truly nothing like it. But yeah, I eventually decided that I was going to apply to new jobs in New York and I ended up I took that weekend to kind of just like chill and relax and then that monday i fixed up my resume and started applying places but i I just like still can't believe how it it even happened because if it weren't for them laying laying me off if it weren't for covid even like i would be still at my old job in dc like i would probably be either living in in arlington or in DC and I'm and I'm living here which is just crazy um and one of the craziest like stories that I have kind of about it is so me and my roommate my roommate my best friend we know each other from high school we spent new year's 2020 in New York City with friends kind of just like like super fun went out to a bar and on Monday or I don't know if it was a Monday. It felt like a Monday. Mm-hmm. January 1st, 2020, mm-hmm. me and my roommate were driving back from New York City back to Arlington. And she turns to me and she's like, we need to be in New York next New Year's. And like we were. Yeah. And we ended up moving like eight months later. So we actually moved together. She just transferred offices. But we were like thinking back to that and we were like, that is so crazy that you that just fully spoke it into existence. Yeah. We literally were like, this needs to happen and it happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like I've that was probably like the closest I've ever had to like manifesting something. Mm-hmm. I I mean I truly believe in like manifestation and like speak things that you want into existence because one like even if it's not like proven quote unquote like well it, it is can't... proven oh it is okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have a whole yeah like, I, solo I can't episode listen... on it yeah there's a there's a specific part of your brain that filters out everything you see and so when you are focused on something your brain oh, filters for I've, that i think i've heard this so before. it's easier for you so if you get to like get a, it if you get so like... once you say i want to move to new york your brain starts filtering for ways to make yeah. that a reality Wow, that's yeah. cool. So it's like if you, I've seen this analogy, if you buy like a white Honda, you see you them everywhere. suddenly see when white you're researching Hondas them. all over. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But okay, so manifestation is real. It is. Um, And it's kind of like, why not even try it, even if, even if you don't necessarily like believe in it? Because mm-hmm. it's not like, 
it can't hurt. Yeah. I mean, why not speak everything you want into existence? Right. Or at least write it down. I think mm-hmm. a way I once heard it that really resonated with me is that there are different energetic fields. So mm-hmm. there's um, like 2D, which is written, and then there's 3D physical, and then there's like the first dimension, which is kind of like thoughts and energy. Yeah. So like when you transform things from what you're thinking to physically writing it out, you're kind of like bringing it to life because you're getting it out of thought form into a physical form Mm -hmm. so once it's written and there are people that like rewrite things like three six and nine times a day yes and so the more you rewrite things that I think the more that they feel that it's able to be brought into existence I think another part of it is that when you start to really believe in this version of yourself that is accomplishing things so much easier to be that person yeah and show up in that way so explain to us how it was that you landed a job in new york city because i think that's something that people see as really unattainable especially you got a new job in the middle of the recession the pandemic how did you accomplish that um so i basically like i said before i took that weekend after i got laid off and kind of just like relaxed and took time for myself. Um, I went on a lot of like long walks. Love a long walk. Can literally, Ellen and I will always literally for a long walk. do wonders for yeah. your mental health. It's like and an equate, it equates in my brain to like an entire therapy session. Oh my god, it's wonderful. Cannot cannot say <laughs> enough good things about long walks. But basically, after that weekend, I kind of just really honed in on my resume. I actually hadn't updated my resume since like. The fall of like 2017, it was like really long because I got my needed to. I got my I got my internship and then I got a job from my internship, so I really didn't need to update my resume. So I updated it. I put in like you know all of my experience. I got a lot of my friends to help with that. So um, thank you to all of my friends who read my resume Mm -hmm. and edited it. And then I basically just started applying to jobs. So I applied to. Mostly New York jobs. I think I only ended up applying to like four in New York City. And then I got, I had video interview calls. It was like super casual with with two companies. And then I ended up getting offers from them both. And that was, uh, this this timeline like makes me seem like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got two offers by that following Friday. So you did that in a week? Yeah, it was like it was like five days that I was actually like putting in work. Which you guys can't see me, but my jaw is like <laughs> dropped. Which is like I, I really like I don't think this is like a, a thing to hold yourself to if you're not in my specific career field because my career field is just so small. I guess I'll say exactly what my job is. So I'm a fire protection engineer. Um, My degree is in fire protection engineering. Mm -hmm. It's a super small major at Maryland. But when I was in college, so one of the reasons I did get a multiple offers so easily was because I did a lot of networking in college. So if you're in college, never underestimate the power of networking because I had a, I had my full-time job offer since um since before senior year started Mm -hmm. so theoretically like I could have just (laughs) kind of just like loafed through senior year Mm -hmm. which I mean I definitely enjoyed senior year a lot and I'm so glad I had my job offer before because I was able to enjoy senior year so much but I didn't 
stop like networking i still went to all of the like networking events and like oh even though you had the job yeah so it was actually on the board that of the society that set up the fire protection networking event and career fair so i was kind of like in charge of it um which is why I ended up meeting so many reps from different companies. Okay. And then when So they really I, remembered you when you had to yeah. apply to places. Yeah, exactly. So I reached out to these places and they were like, oh, Ella, hi. Oh, you need a job? Like, yep, who yep, we got you an interview. Aww. So it, I mean, it is because of my career field, but it also, I really, <laughs> I really set myself up for success just through networking. So, I mean, it is what you can do, but it's also who you know. It's I mean, always I'm, who you know. I'm sure everyone's heard that like a million and one times, but you know, you get places by knowing people. So yeah. that's my advice for anyone who's in college, just network, 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 mm-hmm. because that's what will differentiate you. And I think there's this really common misconception that like, you have to already know people like family friends to get in somewhere especially in medicine because medicine can be super exclusive in getting like letters of rec and like figuring out things like that but I'm gonna tell you guys firsthand I didn't know a single doctor in my area I didn't know a single admissions person like I did the same thing you did I went to the health fairs I talked to the reps I made myself really memorable when you talk to these people everything is good everything is excellent everything is great exactly. like you are just like the <laughs> you're the best candidate in the world for yes any position right like everything is always in a positive light when i interviewed and talked about breaking my leg in college it was such a great experience because it made me so much more grateful for my health it was a great thing i broke my leg yeah you know everything is so great and so that makes you <laughs> the kind the of person you broke your leg yeah <laughs> But that makes you the kind of person that really learns and grows from things and people want to hire and work with people like that. I will do an entire episode breaking down how I got into medical school, but my mom and I talk about this all the time. It was super God sent that I ended up seeing an email to a like osteopathic medical fair, like just like an entire big convention in Baltimore, which at the time I lived 20 minutes away from Baltimore. And in the email, it's normally like, two or three hundred dollars like to get a ticket to attend because it's all of these medical gadget companies etc the email had a code for students to go for free and I saw this the morning of the conference I saw it at like 8 a.m and I was like mom are you busy today will you take me and so I like sign up I get my ticket I go and I met the dean of student affairs at my school wow and I this was in like October I hadn't submitted my secondary for this school because it was like my dream school and I was kind of doubting myself and I thought it was too good for me and so I was like why am I going to spend money on a secondary where I'm probably not going to get in so she goes um submit your secondary application she sent me a code for fee assistance because I um was eligible for that so I didn't have to pay a lot of secondary application fees and within 24 hours I had an interview which getting an interview to a medical school is like the biggest deal that is that is insane I mean you want to like pat me on the on my back for getting my interviews let's pat let's pat you on the back <laughs> for getting your interview because I feel like that's you know equally impressive if not more impressive thank you that's medical school I mean that's a huge huge deal yeah but wow just show up and put yourself out there I mean networking if you take anything away from this this little conversation right here 
network. Yeah. And even if it's like people that you feel like you have no way to add value to them, just reach out, introduce yourself, say, I really admire this and this. Like people are in my DMs all the time and I'm like, I remember them. If I can ever do something to help them, I'm going to do that because I really believe in like karma and reciprocating yeah. and things like that. So I think a lot of my random opportunities have been like my friend Lyra. If she listens to this, she is super wonderful, has an MD, PhD, Instagram, and she's genius girl she double majored in like neurobiology and economics who does that Lyra I know such a smart girl but she happened to know one of the mentors in the summer research program I was applying to so she knew about their research and uh, when I interviewed for it and I talked to my mentor I was like yeah I'm friends with Lyra and she was like oh that's excellent she remembered Lyra because the MD PhD programs are super small so when they interview people they know them and so you really never know like when someone's gonna come in handy somehow exactly yeah you can find Ella on Instagram at eats with Ella and follow along with all of her incredible recipes and restaurant recommendations and you can find us on Instagram at all things con amor Thank you so much for spending your time with us. And if you enjoyed this episode, the biggest way that you can support us is to share it with others to grow our sweet community. We'll see you in the next episode.